Are you a corporate dropout or maybe you're aspiring to be a corporate dropout? If so, this is going to be an episode right up your alley. Now, what do I mean by corporate dropout? Perhaps you had a former career in a more traditional sense, maybe not the, quite the corporate ladder, but you were plugged into an organization, having a boss, you were an employee, and maybe now you've stepped out into running your own coaching or healing business as the shift in your career that you so desired. On the flip side, you may be sitting here realizing it is the middle of December, you're planning out what you want to see happen in the next year and saying, I wish I could grow my coaching or healing business to a place where I could feel confident stepping away from my corporate or more traditional career. This episode, I'm going to share about my story of being a corporate dropout as well as cover three specific pitfalls that I see happen during this transition, especially for sensitive souls and people who are really putting themselves out there online, providing services that are very directly connected to their personal growth and their journey. So if you fall into either the category of dropout or wannabe dropout, this is going to be a great episode to help you. Hello, sensitive soul. I see you. You want to bring your soul mission out to the world to support others in their healing and growth journey with the gifts, knowledge, and experience that you have, but you don't want to spend time on things that don't matter or go grow some online empire that consumes you or forces you to lose yourself in the process. My name is Chelsea Fournier, now turned intuitive business mentor and human design guide. I help soul-led coaches, healers, and guides to birth and expand online businesses that truly honor your purpose and heart, while also setting a strong foundation for safety, sustainability, and profit in your business. I created the Intuitive Business by Design podcast to support your experiment of designing and running this business that is authentic, aligned, and impactful as you help others. There is so much duality and self-awareness that comes when you layer the energetic tool of human design on top of proven business strategies. Let's keep one foot grounded in the masculine, the structure, the business foundations, and the other foot can wiggle toes in the sand of the feminine energetics and receiving mode. It all gets to be here. Let's jump into this episode together and see what resonates. As I was preparing to record this episode, I really just got energetically connected to what it used to feel as I got towards the end of a calendar year and what was going on in my life and why I was so desperately wanting to have a different experience. And so I, I want to just take you back for a couple minutes. This isn't all about me, but I do think that this story is going to be really relevant for you. I used to be a corporate lawyer, if you don't know that. Let me back up for a second. So I used to be a small business slash corporate slash intellectual property lawyer. And for a chunk of my time when I was a full-time lawyer, I was what you would call a deal lawyer. So it's a niche area of merger and acquisition where during a certain time of the year, which happens to be between Thanksgiving and the new year, if there are businesses that are going to be buying other businesses or really expanding or merging, a lot of that's going to happen in the last little run of the year. For tax reasons, there's going to be like negotiations going on, maybe before the holidays, but then Thanksgiving to New Year is when everything has to close. There's either going to be a closing date of December 31st or January 1st, depending on the tax consequences and who's running the show, and you don't have to get into all of that. But what I know is that when I was in the midst of that type of work, I never saw my family during the holidays. Or when I did, I was literally like thinking the other day in my first marriage, 
I can remember driving, I think I was driving a small green Chevy Aveo at the time. And I had my now ex-husband, he was driving the car and we were driving out to his family's gathering. I can't remember if it was like Thanksgiving or just like a little holiday gathering, but we were driving out to his place, to his parents' place, and it was um, in the mid-coast of Maine. It's a beautiful area. It's a beautiful drive to get there from where we were living at the time in Portland out to Camden, Maine. So during this drive, I can distinctly remember he was driving, I was in the passenger seat, and I had my work-issued laptop in my lap. And because of how confidential lawyers need to keep their work, there was this like remote access login that we had to use if we were outside the office working on our laptop. And then I remember going down to the tech department's office and making sure that they gave me like a Wi-Fi hotspot knowing that I would have to be working basically while we were driving and in any pockets of time while we were on this little getaway. And so I remember being in the car in tears because the like login access was just not working and there was a certain contract that I had to review and get an edits back on. We would call them red lines. I had to get some red lines back to a partner and it was on this deadline. And so we showed up I was frustrated. I really thought I was going to be able to get it done on the drive. And so now we just show up to this like family event and I need to go bring my laptop up to a guest room to go sit and bang this out. And I remember basically hugging and oh my gosh, oh, I'm sorry, I can't have a drink right now. They were opening a bottle of wine. It was going to be really lovely. They had a fire going and I needed to just basically shrink my energy and be like, hey guys. I'm so sorry, I have to go upstairs for maybe an hour or so. I couldn't get some work done that I had to do on the drive. What's your Wi-Fi password? And it just felt, it felt really shitty and it felt they knew that the work that I was doing was important to me and of course I'm always been very much a people pleaser and a type A personality, very much in recovery of that, but it was exacerbated when I was working with this particular partner that I have in mind. She just had really high expectations. I learned a lot from her, but there was also just a fairly unhealthy kind of toxic dynamic between the two of us. And so I really wanted to get this done. And then by the time I, I did finish and I remember stepping back in and trying to like reinsert myself into the flow and it was just awkward. And this is just one very specific instance that kind of came up for me. Now, if you have been in a corporate setting, it could have looked very differently. Like you could have been a teacher in an educational system. You could have been working for a big company, a small family owned business, like whatever it looked like. I'm sure there was some instance that you can look back on and be like, why did I put up with that? Like, how was that my reality? For me, I have evolved so much with my communications and boundaries and self-love and self-respect that I don't think even if I was in that same situation today, I would handle it very differently. I would set boundaries. I would basically help to set realistic expectations. But really in that season of work that I was doing, it was so important that I show up and really impress the people that I was working with. I was hoping to get promotions. I was hoping to be receive accolades in the corporate career, whatever that means. And it was also just me seeking validation. When I think about what would go through my mind after these instances where I would be basically breaking my back, sacrificing family time, putting everything else below the really requirement of finishing my work on time and really excelling, I remember that I would be up at literally midnight Googling things like, how can a lawyer work from home? 
What are like different types of careers a lawyer can do with a law degree? What does it look like to be a corporate counsel? And I remember, gosh, I would log into sites like indeed.com and upload my resume and I would apply for anything that sounded more fun, that sounded more fulfilling, that like I was willing to apply to things that would be a gigantic pay cut literally just because I was like, I can't do this forever. Like I want to have a family eventually. I would like to be taking care of my body. I'm not going to the gym. I'm not like cooking meaningful and nutritious meals for myself. I was in a toxic marriage and just putting up with it because it was just another thing that wasn't going, but it was okay. It was status quo. And so I can just look back and I remember, I can feel the energy of what it felt like to just be like, I'm going to apply for this government contracts job because it would be done at 5 p.m. Am I qualified for it? No. Would I be interested in it? No. Or then on the flip side, let me apply for this really fun, exciting, like coaching position because I at the same time was finishing up my certification to become a coach. And I just remember being freaking all over the place. I wanted anything other than what I was doing. And I know that many of my clients come to me now who are coaches, guides, healers. And it's interesting. I've been seeing kind of two camps recently. Either the camp of women who have stepped out of corporate, like very consciously stepped out of that type of career, potentially because they were burned out, potentially because they just didn't feel connected to it anymore. It wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't spiritually enlightening. It was just like this thing they were doing. And so they left. And now they're trying to make sure that they're building the foundation of their online business so that it can eventually like become their full-time career. So maybe they didn't have it like built up significantly, but they just took a risk on themselves and were like, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm not doing this. I'm not killing myself for someone else. I trust myself. And so then they come to me wanting to make sure that they're building a solid foundation for the online business and the offerings and their pricing and making sure that everything's in place that this could scale up to become an income, like to really become something for purpose and profit. The other camp is women who are coming to me and saying, I have a full-time job, maybe just recently finished a certification or are completing a certification or a training for the role that you desire to step into. Could be you're finishing a nurse coaching certification or a breathwork training or a somatic healing experience training. And so basically saying, I'm double doing what I did, honestly. Going double right now, two different lives, showing up for corporate world, and then getting certified and trained in what I know I want to do. And so in that camp, it's a little bit more of, okay, future casting. Let me start to get some of the first steps I should be taking. Let me start to start asking the questions I should be asking, laying small baby steps, because you can't take too much on because you're already doing the day job, doing the training and certification, and so it can feel like a lot of information overload. That's the two camps I have been seeing lately. I think we're gonna see more and more of both, and if you identify with one of them, just know you're not alone. As we step more and more out of like this corporate mentality that we have to be working 40 hours a week, that everything has to be so structured, as we step more into this 5D consciousness, focusing on love and abundance and how we can be helping each other instead of beating each other down in work relationships, we're gonna see more and more of this exodus, I believe. And I thought it would be really helpful today to share some of the, the, the pitfalls that I fell into, the pitfalls that I see others step into accidentally and to see if you're in either of these camps, if you are a corporate dropout recently and want to make sure that as you design your business, 
it's like business minded and set up for profit, but not just hustling and grinding like you were in corporate. Like you want to avoid that feeling. And if you know that you want to be a corporate dropout, hopefully this gives you some inspiration to start thinking about how you can prepare yourself for that transition to feel even more ease. Now, before we jump into the pitfalls, I do want to remind you, regardless of where you're at in this transition of really stepping into your career, treating it like really a business, there can be such a huge benefit of starting to align your human design and awareness of your energetics, of how you're showing up to implement the strategies that you are taking control of and running in your business. And I have a free class. If you've not yet checked it out, you can register for it. I'll put a link in the show notes. If you're following me on social media, on Instagram or TikTok, I'm sure there's a link to go find it. But it's a free class that's called How to Align Your Online Business with Your Human Design. And so this really looks at three core chart properties. If human design is fairly new to you, you're going to get a ton out of it. If you're even further down the rabbit hole, let's say, of human design, you're still going to get a lot out of it because I look at these chart properties through the lens of business ownership. So you're going to get specific tips on what superpowers you have in business based on your type or aura in human design. Also based on that type, we dive into the strategy. What is laid out for your ideal strategy of how you're working with opportunities and with other people. And then we talk about how to start making decisions from your body or leveraging your authority. Plus, when you complete the class, there's a chance to enter a raffle at the end and win a free mini human design reading with me. So when you sign up for the class, make sure to watch through to the end because that's the only place I give a secret link towards the end so that you can enter that raffle. Now, if you have not taken that class yet, I would highly recommend it if you are in the corporate dropout phase or know that you want to be stepping into a more aligned online business and just really energetically attaching to what's possible. Check out the show notes or find it online. DM me somewhere if you can't find it. I'd be happy to make sure you can go through that class and see what you can take away from it to help your alignment feel even more significant and like you're supporting yourself through this transition. Okay, so let's jump into the three pitfalls. The first pitfall that I see when transitioning from more of a corporate or traditional employment situation into working for yourself, especially if you're doing something like coaching based on your knowledge, guiding based on certifications, like mentoring, it's not like you're just stepping into selling widgets. (laughs) That's something we used to say in law school all the time, just selling widgets, selling books, selling water bottles, like you're selling you. You're selling your expertise. You're selling the transformation that you want to offer. And so it can feel much more personal than some online businesses. And so if you're a sensitive soul and you're also very personally attached to what you're going to be marketing and selling, these three pitfalls can be even more hyper aware for you. So I believe the first pitfall is that you can accidentally get into this rebellious phase and you just want to swing too far Let's say maybe your like corporate mindset was like so far left if you were to picture a pendulum and it was like you were killing yourself, you were overworking, you were people pleasing, you didn't have boundaries, you were deprioritizing your self-care. And so then maybe when you step out of working for someone else, you can swing way too far to the right and be like, I'm not going to make a business plan. I'm going to work whenever I want. I'm going to go to every yoga class I never could go to. When I was working for someone else, this was me, literally, I like signed up for an unlimited yoga class the month that I left my uh, last law firm job and I went to every class I could. I was like, screw that, I could never do anything for myself. And so then it was like on the other end of the spectrum. Now, I say this is a pitfall, it just might need to be a part of your experience and there's no judgment if it is. 
But at some point, you're gonna wanna find a middle ground. I am treating this like a business. I have hours that I run my business. They are modest hours. They make sense for what I'm doing. Especially if you're a service-based business, like you have to have time in your calendar where you're available for people to book sessions, right? If you're doing one-on-one -on -one sessions or group programs that are pre-planned in your calendar. Now, finding this middle ground often will also include, like often when people leave their day job, they might feel like, oh my gosh, that was so 3D, that was so patriarchal, that was so like, I just wanna help people. And so related to this pitfall is the fact that you might be like, I'm just gonna give my services away for free. I just wanna do it for the joy of it. I'm gonna give scholarships, I'm gonna help anybody that needs me. And it can really step you out of that for-profit mindset and you're just living your purpose, which again, might need to be a part of your experience, but over time, you're probably gonna wanna find that middle ground where it can be like, I am setting my prices appropriately, I feel good about them. Yes, I reserve a couple spots for scholarships in my group program, but there's a process for it. And starting to treat it like a business, especially around the boundaries around money and profit and payment plans. So that would be the first pitfall just to be aware of. Now, the second pitfall is actually related to money as well. It's about not shifting your relationship with money. The relationship that you have with money when you're an employee, expecting a certain amount of a paycheck to be deposited every Friday or every other Friday in this like cadence of how you can budget and how you can know what's coming in and what your expenses are and maybe your bills are even on auto pay. Now, if you have not set yourself up to have a significant savings buffer for the first chunk of time of you running your business, there's going to be potentially a big shift in how you have an experience of the inflow of money. Now, I am all for being in abundance mindset and trusting the universe. And then at the end of the day, there's also, wow, this is my first month in business. Maybe I haven't sold any packages like I thought I would. How am I paying the bills? And so having this new relationship with money, being in an online business, especially in the first year, can sometimes be a little bit of feast or famine, where it's, oh my gosh, three people just paid in full. I just had the biggest month I've ever had. Oh wait, nobody bought next month. Okay, wish I had some payment plans going. So this shifting relationship with money, you can start to, just some like strategy things to consider, you can start to look at which of your offerings makes sense to have installment plans that are modest. If something is a two week program, I do not invest, I do not suggest having a six month payment plan for that because it's way outside the container. But if you have a three month, like maybe you work with someone every other week for three months and that's like part of your one-on-one -on -one or maybe even group package, then starting to think about an offering installment plans or payment plans, having some legal contracts around that if you need a recommendation for um, how to have contracts that protect you and your payment plans, I can put a link in the show notes to Amy Nesheim at Artfill Contracts. She's who I recommend for drafting contracts, but setting some boundaries around it, but having installment plans helps you to have stacked income to be able to say, oh, maybe three people paid in full this month, but also I have seven people on a payment plan, so next month I'm still gonna have that floor of the payments that they make on their payment plan. So exploring just from a strategy standpoint how you can start to set yourself up with some recurring income, or if you're only doing one-on-one -on -one sessions, do you want to start selling something like a journal or a product so that you can have other things coming in? Now, these are just very cursory, like high level examples and brainstorms, but these are the types of things that you can start to do 
to shift your relationship with money, if that safety, if that consistency has been a really great value for you as an employee, how can you set yourself up in your business plan to still have some of that? So it doesn't have to always be feast or famine until you can really trust that the marketing you're putting out is really hitting the nail on the head for your sole clients and you're consistently having yeses of people that you want to work with in the offerings you've created, it can feel a little shaky. Let's just be honest. And so sh shifting your relationship with money to not expect that it has to look exactly like it did when you were an employee and also looking at ways that you can pad your strategy if that's a value that you have to feel a little bit safer. The third pitfall that I have is waiting for someone to tell you what to do. Nobody's there to tell you what to do. There's no quarterly review. There's no annual meeting where you're going to decide if you get a raise or not. Like being out of the corporate setting, no one's there breathing down your neck. And so again, you can swing into that rebellious phase of I'm just going to do whatever I want. I don't want to do the things that I don't enjoy. And then at some point you're going to swing to the middle to be like, okay, I don't enjoy bookkeeping, so I need to hire it out. It has to get done, right? Or you might be, you might need to really find your swing of things. Like I use Trello boards to track my number one aligned priority, my three supporting goals, the actions that I'm doing for the week, and the actions I'm assigning myself for the day. However, on mornings like this morning, I woke up being like, oh yeah, I need to record a podcast at some point this week. I'd actually really like to do it this morning. I feel really energized. There's sunshine pouring in through my office. I don't have anything on my calendar. I could do A, B, or C. But you know what? The podcast needs to get done as well. So why don't I do podcast and then B and then see if I have time for A. So you get to be in control. What's been really helpful, again, to swing back to the human design conversation, what's been really helpful for me is looking at the plan in place that I have for the day, the actions that I've assigned to myself in my Trello board, and then sitting with my body and being like, is this the best use of my energy right now? What am I excited to do? As a generator, it's important for me to be tapping into what my excitement is bringing me towards. And if it's not writing emails, but it is writing, uh, recording a podcast, then jump into that. Because what I know is after this podcast recording, my energy is still gonna be good, I'm gonna be excited. And then shifting into writing emails, they'll probably be better emails. And so this like pitfall of waiting for someone to tell you what to do or being super, super rigid. Like you might say, every Monday I do all of my content for the week. And you might wake up one Monday and be like, I don't want to shower. I'm like three days before my menstrual cycle. I don't want to be creating content. I don't want to be on video. Okay, how are you going to handle that? Because that shit's going to happen. Are you going to have some batched content that you did a couple weeks ago when you were in really great energy and you can just like tap into that and stay in your sweatpants and not shower? Or do you need to push through that? Or how are you creating accommodations for yourself so that your energy and your limiting factors that you want to honor, that you want to have self-care, you want to trust yourself, but you don't want that to become an excuse that you don't get the things done in your business that you need to get done. So for me, it has taken a while. It has taken a lot of deconditioning, especially over the past year as I stepped into human design as a primary energetic tool that I leverage in my business. Deconditioning is a big part of the experiment of taking away, unlayering, almost like layers of an onion, what doesn't serve you, what are limiting beliefs and baggage from other people, and really stepping into who I truly am, who you truly are, 
and knowing that's enough. Really trusting that is going to be enough to get to where you want to be and I truly believe there is a secret like business plan of what you're designed to do that's hidden inside your body graph. Body graph is another term for human design chart. And like I said, if you've never gone through my class, how to align your online business with your human design, during that class, it also walks you through how to run your human design chart. So if you've never run it before, you'll be guided how to do that. You can pause the class, run your chart at the website I recommend and go through the process. Or if you already have your chart and you just want to sit down and watch the class, you'll be in great shape. So if this is appealing to you of knowing, okay, I am in that corporate dropout phase. I do know that I need to find my middle of the pendulum swing on a couple of things around how you're, how you're spending your money, how your relationship with, uh, sorry, how you're spending your time, your relationship with money, swinging too far outside the business mindset. If anything that I said resonated with you, it's a really great time to step into your human design experiment in relation to how you run your business. Of course, human design can be applied to anything, to parenting, to how you best sleep, to the foods that you best enjoy, to environments that best serve you. Here at Intuitive Business by Design, we look at how can human design inform you on how you're best designed to run your online business. And especially if you're a coach, a guide, a healer, doing so in a way that doesn't drain you, doing so in a way that feels authentic, Doing so in a way that really taps into your purpose and your like soul mission here in this lifetime, but also honoring some of the strategies and just sustainability that needs to be baked in to have a solid foundation of a business also built for profit. That's what I'm here to introduce to you and to give you some different glimmers. So I hope you got a lot out of this story today. If you've not yet jumped into that class, I highly recommend it. I'll put a link in the bio or sorry, the show notes below. If you follow me on social media, you can probably find it in the link in a bio. DM me anywhere you follow me. If you can't find it, I'd be happy to send you the link. If you are sitting here and saying, oh my gosh, it's almost the end of the year. I desire for next year to be the year that I am a corporate dropout. And you want to talk about additional ways that we could work together to really compress time and speed that up and have you feel like you're stepping into a solid plan and realistic timeline of what that could look like please feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to chat with you. I do have some one-on-one -on -one strategy sessions available right now. I have spots in a mastermind that's specifically designed to help you learn them and really master the art of how to design, market, sell, and support a signature program, a signature offering. So if any of this is striking your interest, please feel free to reach out. I would love to chat with you and see how next year you could transition gracefully to being a corporate dropout. And if you're already on the other side of that and any of the resources that I can offer can help you to really ramp up the experience you have, the profitability you're having, and to be in alignment with your values, please reach out. I hope you got a lot out of this episode and feel encouraged to click through to any links or resources that I shared. You deserve to follow through on what is calling to you. Because you're not here for old paradigm business strategies, bro marketing, or a race to overnight success and burnout. Your audience, your clients, and your own nervous system deserve better. And this means you do business differently. So make sure to join me weekly as I dance between topics that weave together and create a beautiful tapestry that could be the start of you running your online business for purpose and profit. I hope you stick around week to week and take aligned action on what resonates. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss on future business strategy or human design episodes. You can also help me increase the ripple effect of this work by sharing this episode with another sensitive soul who you know is ready to bring their voice and work out to the world.